Hey everybody, it's uh, it's Cameron. I I YouTube searched no copyright uh, coffee house jazz public domain. I really hope that this is uh, I really hope that this is actually public domain and we're not in trouble. But you're listening to the bad place, and on today's episode, whenever I release this, the uh, the audio is gonna sound really fucking bad, and that's because we're still trying to figure this out. So I need you to bear with me but it's going to sound really bad. It's a long episode. I've got my buddy Josh Rush, who's an actor, on. We're going to talk about some uh, some political bullshit, nothing bad political, because like, I don't, you know, I don't want to hear any of that shit anymore. And we're also just going to talk about pyramid schemes and love and life and dancing and fun and all this other shit. But, um, but yeah, the sound is really, really bad. And I, on Anchor, which is the platform we make this on, I looked up this noise transition called Mouse. And it's like this little five-second sound clip that I'm going to use to transition us between this opening and the actual episode. So let me know if you like Mouse. Here it is. Um, All right. Hey, everybody. We've got Josh here now. And for those of you who are lucky enough to not know who Josh is... I looked up Josh Rush facts and went to the 10th page of Google to find just the worst possible article that I could use to summarize it. And I've got Just Jared Jr. exclusive. Andy Max, Joshua Rush once worked with Solange and more fun facts. So this is our buddy Josh Rush. Say hi, Josh. Hello. Is it true that you are a 15-year-old accomplished actor who stars in Disney Channel's new show, Andy Mac? That's um, correct. That's yes. Nothing has changed since that article came out. Um, I felt I really fe- your character's name is Cyrus. I really felt a great connection to Cyrus that grew over the course of the season, and it's been a joy to give him a voice. Joshua told us. My first impression of him was, "Wow, this kid sounds a lot like me." He's quirky, not athletic, and generally just a little awkward. He's got a sense of humor that could make just about anyone laugh. That's really insightful, Josh. Thank you. I appreciate that. That was a line fed directly to me from PR. Uh, Andy Mac airs Fridays on the Disney Channel. Is it still airing or did it get canceled because of ratings? No, it, it got canceled. It didn't get canceled because of ratings. It, rating, it got yeah. canceled. It got canceled uh, because it wasn't getting the numbers. Hmm? Nobody wanted to advertise on the show because, you know, you were on it. Right, right. Because I was on it and there was a, you know, yeah, exactly. All right, um, get to know Joshua. Here's 10 fun facts you <laughs> shared with us. Number one, I love to travel, and I often travel free with my mom because of her frequent flyer program. That's hey, true. Hey, Joshua, you're also white. I am. I can move my ears, but my scalp is connected to them, so it's like I'm moving my hair. Again, true. Number three, I fell in love with politics at the Ted Kennedy Institute for the U.S. Senate in Boston, Massachusetts. That one you fell in love. I, I well, you know, I th- I would say it's the c- accumulation of uh, the Kennedy Institute and the, uh, I mean, there were a bunch of different moments, but yes. Uh, don't mess with me. I had an orange belt in karate in kindergarten. Again, true. How how aware were you of your bisexual feelings at the time that you were answering these questions? Uh, I would say mildly. Number five, I'm very passionate about getting kids excited about reading, and I read to classes at an elementary school once a week. Good for you, dude. I stand by that. I I won't let you make fun of me for that. 
if more celebrities would make videos of them singing Imagine, maybe coronavirus wouldn't have killed so many people. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't respond to that, but I, uh, I do think that them singing Imagine was rather tasteless when they could have just opened their wallets. No, they could have sang Eleanor Rigby or Penny Lane or just a better song. Like I understand, you're so right. I understand John Lennon couldn't make you know great music without Ringo by his side, but they should have picked something better. Anyway, uh, number seven, the first time I ever. Oh no, we're at number six. I used to barely <laughs> post on my social media at all, but now there's never less than ten posts in my Instagram story. Yeah, number, I don't really, I don't do that anymore. The real number seven. The first time I ever acted in front of a crowd, and I don't, I don't care about this. Anyway, um, this is Josh Rush. Everybody, he is a he is a popular uh, political. Oh my god, uh, you think I'm bisexual popular? influencer who was on the television on a TV show once. I used to be in a, <laughs> in a past life. Back when back when he was cute enough to be in front of child audiences then they then suddenly you know he starts to get older he does an animated show they don't want him in front of the camera cameron you don't think i'm cute now well why do you why do you think i'm on a podcast buddy i'm just saying you know people sometimes sometimes you're just not what the folks want to be looking at cameron you know, i think we all know people, they I want think to be the looking at stars us, like luke mullen for example you know i think the both of us know that you pull more than i do and more than most of your friends do that's so not, I would not say that you have a face for radio. I, I poll more. I poll more. Like I, I ask people questions about their political opinions more. That's true. Anyway, um, so <laughs> we are here to talk about uh, – hold on. I don't even remember. Okay, first thing that I wanted to talk about with everybody today. By the way, in case you're wondering, Josh, what the theme of this podcast is, because this is one of the first episodes we're recording, uh-huh. there really isn't one. Um Great. It's the the one rule, the one thing that binds all these episodes together is that they're always when it's inconvenient for both myself and whoever's with me. Um, but yeah. I right. wanted to let you know that Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Kimmel actually just ended Trump's career. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. How did, how? Enlighten me. Elaborate, Cameron. So are you familiar with uh, a little publication called the Washington Post? No, never heard of it. Yeah. Democracy Dies in Darkness. Tom Hanks did the film. Mm. Anyway, um, th- Trump went after Kimmel and Colbert about their ratings because they were going after him about the coronavirus response. And according to this Washington Post article, Kimmel and Colbert, two of Trump's most vocal critics, it says, <laughs> two of the strongest heroes in the battle against Donald Trump, wasted no time hitting back at the president. Happy Cinco de Mayo, Mr. President. Thanks for the shout out. Now get back to work royally messing everything up, Kimmel tweeted Tuesday afternoon using an expletive instead of messing. They couldn't say it in the Washington Post article, but apparently he cursed, which is, whoa, dude. This isn't your grandma's late night host. This isn't your dad's late night host. This is Jimmy fucking Kimmel, bro. But also he says, and then Colbert goes on to say, it's nice to know that Trump is staying laser focused on the ball during a crisis. So really, how do you feel seeing these incredibly influential community organizers standing up to Trump in this crazy time? Here's the thing. It's all bullshit, right? Like it's all an act. Jimmy Kimmel's worth something like $35 million. Like they are benefited 
in a million different ways by the Trump presidency. And these these kinds of like late night talk show hosts, they want to see Trump continue to succeed and continue to win. Like Wait, really what about that one time that they called him orange. Didn't that stop? Wow. Him? Amazing. Think about the insane viewership. I mean, late night viewership was dropping and dropping and dropping until Trump was elected. Same thing goes for cable news. Same thing goes for print media subscriptions. Why did you, huh? you just vote for him? Here's the thing. They're all benefiting <laughs> because none of them are like, they all like act like, oh, I'm just one of you. If they were one of like the regular people, they'd be like actual class traders, but they're not. They're worth millions on millions on millions of dollars, and they'll continue to like bash Trump in the lightest, most boring neoliberal yeah, way possible overweight. without actually but doing anything. You, but didn't you hear that time that Jimmy Fallon said that he was overweight? That was oh my god! Yeah, wow, they really took him down. Yeah, get out of here, orange guy. I call him orange because his skin looks orange, so it's like you know, orange guy, you know. Exactly. I, exactly. I actually wanted to make a podcast that was like, that was just kind of my friends and I playing just the viewer's grandma complaining about Trump because I love grandmas and aunts talking about Trump. It's something that brings so much light to my heart. You know, everybody's aunt that loves Randy Rainbow videos, which mind you, I just yes. do. Um, and they, you know, they call Trump Donnie and think that calling him Donnie pisses him off. They're like, hey, what about, you know, the the big idiot in the White House? And it's, the, like, uh, it's that, like, hashtag resist culture. I won't actually stand up and protest or actually do anything or organize for candidates uh, down ballot and organize for anybody other than Elizabeth Warren. But, you know, Donnie Trump, you know, what a, what a goofball. Who do, you want, who do you want Uncle Joe to pick for his VP? Oh God. It's like, I feel like it's more of a question of like, who do I think would successfully succeed Joe? Because I mean, he is old and the, uh, I mean, the same thing would have gone for Bernie. I don't know. It's the, on the one hand, I'd be like, wow, let's have him pick like a really cool, young, ultra progressive as his vice president pick. And I just, I just know that that's not going to happen. You're not old enough yet, Buster Brown. Wait your turn. It's gonna be it's gonna be Stacey Abrams. Is that's if I was putting money on it, I think it's gonna be Stacey Abrams. Wow. So if she was the nominee, can we call it Stacey's Nom? Oh fuck. What? It? Like Stacey's mom? Stacey's Nom. Do you know Stacey's mom? Stacey's Yeah, mom. I'm familiar. I go. But didn't Stacey yeah, she sold out to Bloomberg, didn't she? Uh I believe so, yeah. Let me look but I just—I don't think that that matters at this point. Well, no, not in, to Biden. Ex- well, of course it doesn't matter to Biden, and it's not going to matter to most of the people Ooh, who follow politics. Her, hold on. Stacey Abrams, VP is first, then husband, then platform, then net worth, then Bloomberg, baby. Yeah. Um, the jolt from Atlanta News Now, AJC.com. Stacey Abrams takes heed for defense of Michael Bloomberg's cash-rich campaign. Um, well, what did she say? Which is obviously morally bankrupt, but she also, to my knowledge, received like a huge donation from Bloomberg yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and his campaign for her voter outreach. And I think that her voter outreach program is something worth defending. I think that that's great. Yeah. Um, he and I think a million to the fair fight voting rights group. So here's like the duality of that is right. Like 
on the one hand, really morally bankrupt to, uh, to, to do that and to defend him after you got the donation, but also like, I get it. And I think that what she's doing at least right now with like fair fight, I think that's, that's a worthwhile thing to be doing. Um, does she need yeah. to use, does, does she have to have that quid pro quo and defend Michael Bloomberg just because he donated to her program? Hell no. Hell no. Dude, money. Come on. I know. Money. There's money. She says every person is allowed to run and should run the race that they think they should run. And Mike Bloomberg has chosen to use his finances. Other which, people are which using I agree their, with. Blog, their charisma, their whatever, she added. I think it's an appropriate question to raise, but I don't think it's disqualifying for anyone to invest in fixing America. So my first question is, what candidate do you think she was subtweeting by saying other people are using their dog? Uh, well, I would say probably Elizabeth Warren. Warren. Right? Warren I, would, just... I would say Warren. I Warren The amount great. of people who like Bailey more than they like Warren is unbelievable to me. You know. Isn't Trump like the first president in an awfully long time to not have dogs? Has no no animals in the White House whatsoever. Really, except weird. for Trump, right? Trump's the animal. Get it? Like the orange whoa, guy. Whoa, whoa, the <laughs> oh my god! To all the to all the great ants listening to this, I'm, you're all really good sports. I appreciate that. Is there going to be any editing on this podcast, or is it just going to go straight out? Because if there's editing on it, I would love to have like some air horns when we say like, "Whoa, we got." Yeah, Donald I can do. A, I can. I, I don't think I can go back because I don't really know how to use this program. But I can add a like a ballpark in right now. Let's do it again. Hey, okay. Donald Trump is the real animal in the White House, right? <laughs> <laughs> you hear that with the rim shot? That's what happens every time every time Stephen Colbert rips Trump on his show. He's just like, hey, Trump, if you want to talk about loyalty, how about not cheating on your wife? <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. This, this, <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by fucking nobody. Nobody wanted this. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to buy anything that we tell you to buy. Literally an endorsement for us for your product is – is going to get people not to want Worthless. to be like us. Anyway, so what was the plot of your Waldo show? Where's Waldo is a show about a, a show about a young boy. His name is Waldo uh, from those those very famous childhood books, and uh, and uh, he's he he wears red and white stripes, and he and his friend Wenda go all around the world. Sorry, it's been like a while since I've done press about Waldo. Uh, he and his friend Wenda go all around the world. His you partner ever Wenda. Did press about Waldo. Yes, we did press for Waldo. We yeah, we had to. Um, yeah, I had a whole thing like memor a whole spiel memorized about Waldo. He, they go around the world. They solve mysteries and they collect magic keys for the worldwide wandering wanderer society. That sounds like globalism. Was it funded by Soros? Uh, as far as I know, it was funded by NBC Universal and DreamWorks. Let me ask you: Did the right get all pissed off that there was a female character added to the center center of the story? Was that were there protests that you don't? Well, need you for? know, Wenda is Wenda's a character in the books, as is Odd Lulu and Wizard Whitebeard. Um, all Who of the, all Wizard of the characters. Sorry. Who voiced what is it? Wizard Wizzy Whitebeard. Wizard Whitebeard. Oh my god. Um, the whole cast that we actually had a really we had a great cast. Um, I'm gonna pull this up. Wasn't my 2019 prom date on it? It was your 2019 prom date. Are you kidding me? This oh, Gracie! 
Grace Kaufman. Yes, I believe Grace was on the show at one point. Um, Do we know if she's rebranding to Gracie or is she sticking tight with Grace? I don't know. You know, I, I, that's an excellent question. She was on Um, season one, episode 10, which was called the strength of Scotland. It sounds like, Oh yeah. It sounds like Brexit propaganda. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's uh, that's what the show actually was is Brexit propaganda. We had, um, we had, Tom Kenny was on it. Uh, Tom Kenny is, uh, yeah, he did a couple of different things for us. For those who don't know, he was the voice of SpongeBob and the voice of the jelly bean that attacked Morty in a bathroom in Rick and Morty. The voice of SpongeBob and that jelly, uh, uh, whatever that was. Uh, And also, uh, his daughter and I uh, have got like a weird history because in middle school, we were members of competing Model UN clubs. Um, Of course, you were in Model UN. That's my. Yeah, of course. I played the little imperialist game. I like it. It's fun. I like it. Where's Wally? Where's Wally is the British name of our show, and there was also a British show called uh, Where's Where's Wally prior to Where's Waldo coming out. Yeah, 2002. Yes. And they recast you? No, it was it was there. They were different. Excuse me, they were different shows. That doesn't make any fucking sense. All right, I everybody. I'm, I I forgot that nobody cares about that show. I. Yeah, Should sorry. Respond to that. I'm just answering um, texts. That's I literally stopped talking for a second because I was answering text messages because I was bored listening to you talk about fucking Where's Waldo. But for everyone who wants to watch, I'm so glad that you're so focused. For all of our immense fans of this of this immensely popular show, where is the show? Where is this available? Where can you stream it? Uh, you can watch it on NBC. Thank you. Hold on, we have an intro slash outro too. Okay. Um, what, what what did I tell you we were going to talk about on this episode again? Uh, you told me that we were going to talk about your friend who got stuck in a pyramid scheme, but we do just kind of start talking sometimes and just never well, get the, to what we were. I have ADD, remember? Well, is don't, there, don't we? All... Is there anything we didn't wrap up? That. Uh, I didn't get to tell people that you can watch Where's Waldo on Peacock. Oh, hold on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that make you feel? You can watch it on, you can watch it on NBC's streaming service, Peacock. Does that make you um, feel small when I do the ballpark sound? It makes me feel big. It makes me feel like I'm like about to hit a home run. Thank you, buddy. All right. Anyway, um, so the... Now we're going to transition very slowly. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, go for it. We're going to transition into me telling a story, and you just hop in when you want. I'm like, what the hell is that noise? <sighs> Sorry, just finishing off my coffee because I didn't really care about what you were talking about. You know, that, that's I, I did the joke first, so if you do it back at me, it's not funny because I did it. Anyway, um, my friend texted me the other day. This is where we're going to get really... This is where we're going to get really quarantine themed with the uh, with the podcast because now we're going to talk about quarantine life. I'm going to talk about one very special part of quarantine life. No, comedy works in threes, John. Comedy works in threes. If you keep doing it, it's like a Family Guy sketch. It's it's just not funny anymore. I won't lie. I was just thinking about it, and um, I was trying to decide if I was going to do it again. And I was like, well, I've already done three of them. Rule of threes yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. Anyway, what if you were just you like, would be snorting something that sounded like a line of coke but it, you just couldn't be sure anyway um, um no comment. 
So anyway, I um I was talking about quarantine, and I was saying that something surprisingly only happened once, and that's I was only invited into one pyramid scheme, which was only one. Immensely disappointing. Believe me, dude, I know. But th- this is something that's actually happened to me before. La- in early 2018, like right around when we were doing kind of the post March March for our lives, you mm-hmm. know, after after the big event in DC itself, when we were in April and May and stuff, we were getting ready for summer. I kept on getting these text messages from this woman that seemed like it it was like a robot, but apparently it's actually a person just copying and pasting messages that I'm I'm actually going to pull them up now. These aren't the ones from last year. Well, I mean, I guess two years ago now, but you're going to get the picture. Hi, Cameron. Sorry. I automatically assumed that this was going to be about the TikTok, like circle of trust thing that I've been seeing. I honestly have no idea. I kind of just assumed that you knew. Is there a TikTok pyramid scheme? That's genius. Yeah. There's a TikTok pyramid scheme going on where everyone pays into a person in the middle who's supposed to pay out back to the people on the outside of the circle of trust. But then the person in the middle naturally just blocks everyone. uh, Because, like, of course. That's just that's just capitalism, baby. China made TikTok to teach us a lesson about how fundamentally broken our system is. Anyway, hi, Cameron. This is Brittany. I work with, and then, you know, the name of my friend who connected us so kindly, uh, who has some nice things to say about you, which I hope. I have nothing nice to say about you, just (laughs) by the way. By the way, I've known you for like a little over a year now. and, uh, and, And whenever somebody asks me to like introduce them to you, I'm like, you don't want to meet Cameron. You don't want to know Cameron. Okay, well, ditto, bitch. Our office has some immediate openings, so we asked the team if they knew anybody they would recommend, which is how I got your number. If your schedule is full, you can ignore this, and I apologize for intruding. (laughs) But if you want to learn more, click the link below for the position description. It's flexible around school and other jobs. The people are fun, and the pay is pretty solid. So the first thing that I notice in this text Uh is that it doesn't say what the job is. It says... Our office has some immediate openings, so we asked the team if they knew anybody they would recommend. Which, which is super nondescript, remarkably in our planned. Or were you in the office and you asked everybody in the office on April 25th, 2020? Um, Everyone in the office was just talking about you, Cameron. Yeah, exactly. I normally come up in, in offices. Um, we were just all doing our job work when, uh, when, when we just kind of started... <laughs> When we started discussing you instead of our important work work thing. Collecting those sweet dollars and percentages and numbers that we make. Mm-hmm. Securing the bag, as they say. Um, so then the next day, after not responding, I get, Hi, Cameron, I want to reach out one last time. One last time. And make sure you saw my text yesterday about part-time work. If so, and you have no availability. I apologize for blowing your phone up. By the way, that and you have no availability uh, in was in parentheses, which is grammatically incorrect. I don't know if you know, but I go to Columbia. Wow. Anyway, um, we got her. We got her, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, look at that. You go to NYU, which is like Columbia, except it's not as high ranked on many of the lists. Thank you. Appreciate that. We're, I mean, we're higher than you on most like depression lists. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, surprisingly, I mean, I got clinical depression, and I'm just yeah. going to NYU. So you know. Me I'm too. just I'm just here to beef up the numbers. Yeah, we're all great. We're all great. <laughs> but if you have <laughs> everything's fine. What SSRI are you on? 
wait, hold on. It says, but if you have room in your schedule, question mark. So, so it says, but if you have room in your schedule, it's flexible, the team is fun, and might be possible to work remotely. Th- these aren't complete sentences, by the way. Our starting right. pay is $15 base dash appointment. Text, ba- text me back if you're interested in more info, and I'll send you a position description. If you're not looking for work, no worries. You can just ignore this text and best wishes from Brittany. So the uh-huh. crazy thing is that another friend of mine who's friends with this person who signed me up for this called me to say – that not only was she reached out to about this, but um, but other people we know were as well. Oh, lovely. So I'm kind of, first of all, I'll just say, I'm kind of hurt that I wasn't reached out to about this uh, exciting job offer position. But also, wait, sorry, you said in the beginning, you said that there was a link attached with the, with the position description, right? I'm so right? glad you said that because I'm clicking it right now and we're going to walk everybody through it. Spectacular. Great. Okay, completely white page. Hi, Cameron. Thanks for your interest. Oh, then Jesus. The my, then, then the name of my friend. Recommended you because we have because we have immediate openings, even if you have no experience. <laughs> Let's get to know <laughs> each other and see if we're a good fit. Are you a student? I'm clicking yes. Please enter You're really going to click code. through this fucking job offer? Please enter your zip code to see the current pay rates in your area. All right. I'm going to Google like a random zip code near my area. Just 90210. This is very easy. That's the no, no, because... World's most famous zip code. All right, fine. Fort Lauderdale zip code. Okay. I am putting 33301, which is not my zip code. Uh-huh. The starting pay is $15 base appointment. That's the base pay in your area. Oh, my God. That's totally what it says for all of them, by the way. So you do yeah, not have to sell anything to get paid. Thank God. Um, wow. This is the name that... And then your friend gave us for you. If it's correct, just click next. If you prefer to go by a different name, please change it below. So I'm changing it from Cameron to Joshua. Joshua Rush, Rush. I assumed. Yeah. Great. Special. Thank you. The openings involve working with customers, following a simple outline, explaining well-known products, and answering basic questions. Do you feel honesty is important when interacting with customers? I'm going to put no. It says, (laughs) thank you for being (laughs) Us. unfortunately it doesn't look like we would be a good fit for each other at this time good luck and best wishes what <laughs> i mean look i appreciate that they value honestly. they really yeah it, it turned me aside i wish i could show I everybody i believe you just got turned down by the pyramid scheme it was a blank screen with just that text as though my phone was getting hacked by the fucking illuminati anyway so per my understanding what this is and i could very well be wrong so maybe this is just made up storytelling fun. But what this program is, is it's a door-to-door knife selling program. Oh, um, like a Cutco knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a Cutco knife thing. As a matter of fact, I think Cutco was what I was invited to last year. Um, wow. Or two years ago, I guess. But basically, it, do you remember the episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Danny DeVito was trying to not – like? It was right in the middle of the 2008 crisis and everybody at Patty's Pub was freaking out and they were trying to figure out a way to keep people coming to the to the bar because the economy was in the tank. So right. Danny DeVito's plan was to go door to door selling knives and he ends up like going to this woman's house and then accidentally just cutting his hand open and it's gushing blood all over the place. <laughs> and... But Clearly, the, the knives are very sharp. Door selling knives in 
<laughs> in the middle of an economic crisis. I feel as though I should take the Danny DeVito on its sort of sunny route here and go for it. Go for I think you should live your dreams, Cam. And if your dream is to go door to door selling Cutco knives, which by the way are like surprisingly good knives. Um, I've like used a couple of them before. I don't own any, but I've used them and they they're surprisingly good. Um, not an advertisement. Don't buy them. They're not ethical. Oh, yeah. as, as a company. <laughs> the whole time. Um, this podcast has actually been sponsored by Cutco Knives. <laughs> no, but they're it's such a God, what a weird business model. Just like well, sell your like they're not bad knives. Like they would easily sell on store shelves. They have to be making way, way more money by doing it like this. I mean, like they've cool. gotta be. The thing is, MLMs like um, God, like Plexus and Herbalife and all these others, they make so much more money than they ever would on store shelves by selling like they do and by creating that like weird cult of personality based around their product. It's funny you say that because I googled best pyramid schemes 2020, and there's an, a, a website called www.myfrugalbusiness.com. Oh with God. Top 10 MLM companies, which for those who need to be cam-splained, it's uh, multi-level. It's a pyramid marketing. scheme. It's a pyramid scheme. It's a just reverse watch, watch, system. Well, just watch the, watch the John Oliver bit. It's better, it's better than either of us could ever well, explain. You ever see John Oliver take down the orange guy? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Anyway, um, so I'm just going to go to the top two um mlms multi-level marketing it's going to be herbalife is going to be one of them or nugenics it's new you life new you life is a top new mlm mastermind startup company that offers anti-aging products made with one key ingredient a homeopathic human growth hormone okay is this goop and is gwyneth paltrow running this uh, consultants for new life MLM should be focused on customers in the 35 plus age range because the Somaderm gel promises to bring your growth hormone level back to what it was in your 20s. Alex Goldstein, who founded the network marketer company in 2017, is a homeopath slash aren't you a homeopath slash naturalist? <laughs> I'm bisexual, buddy. In the natural foods business for 25 years. Retail commission for this multi-level marketing company is paid weekly and bonuses are placed as milestones along the way. So if you know enough people who are scared so of getting So it's a cold, pyramid scheme. We all are. It's a pyramid scheme. Plenty of potential customers Don't advertise on. for this pyramid scheme on your podcast. This is a pyramid scheme. Don't join MLMs. They're pyramid schemes. No, I don't think... Actually, not true. If people are listening to this, they're probably fucking dumb. This is what they're doing with their time. So yeah, um, everybody, please don't join a pyramid scheme. But... I'd say the main topic this week and, and the thing I really want to hone in on is Josh Rush and I have been talking With 30 minutes in. You're like, this is the main topic now. We've been talking to uh, the youth. We've been talking to Gen Z. We've been talking to our Gen Z targeted social media following engagement, Gen Z. Our comrades. Our comrades. And we are actually considering putting together a pyramid scheme of our own. Exactly, Cameron. Uh, we are going to be starting a pyramid. Sorry, I'm really shitty at improv. We're going to be starting a pyramid scheme, selling uh, your own begin a nonprofit kit. 
Uh, and we're going to be asking, oh that's the thing is that that's what's going to be fucking happening within the next five to 10 years probably already exists is, you know, do you gonna- want to go to Columbia university? Me too. Here's how you have to start a gun violence prevention nonprofit. Yeah, exactly. That's how, as a matter of fact, all of my friends at Columbia are there because they started their own respective um, gun violence prevention organization. It's funny you say that actually. One of my good friends from school is like a libertarian girl from Texas who was like one of the big Beto 2018 fangirls. Oh, love me. Beto 2018. Me I said Beto 2018. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was me remember too. That one? Um, yes. But- I remember, I remember the many, the, the, the months spent in Texas with myself and my boyfriend at that time. I remember you, it. You spent months in Texas on that campaign. I spent about a month, but it it was like it was a it was a total of around thirty days ish that straddled over two months. So when I put it into my LinkedIn, I, it was like October to November, and so everyone just assumes I was there from October first till like the last day. Um, well, who ended up? Which is what's great about LinkedIn. Who will, who ended up ultimately breaking your heart and leaving you more disappointed and self conscious, Beto or the boyfriend? Uh, Beto, probably. Yeah. Well, anyway, on that note, thanks for, thanks for coming on. Here's the, anyway, outro. here's our outro music. Is this really, this is it? We're just done? I, I'm bored, dude. I, I, want, I don't know. I have to go figure out some other shit today. Anyway, this right. is in the bad place. Um, if you're listening to this, go join a fucking pyramid scheme. Goodbye. Goodbye.